the toy show season is about to begin again. In the Northeast region of the United States, Zolocon generally kicks off another year of toy and collectible shows. After getting through the coldest months of the fall and the winter, Zolocon signals the end of the hibernation, and collectors emerge and begin their collective hunt. And if there was ever a convention to stand at the forefront of the toy show season and to lead us into a new year, it's Zolocon. The product of collector Michael Zolotoro, Zolocon is a three-day event that hosts vendor tables filled with exciting vintage and modern memorabilia. But it goes beyond that, for Zolocon is also a love letter to the idea of the toy show itself and celebrates the wonder and joy a show brings to the eastern Pennsylvania region. And as John Williams' legendary score defined the Star Wars films, Zolocon's venue is at once a dynamic and historical character in the weekend story. The Johnsville Centrifuge, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, was a testing ground for the NASA space program during the 20th century. And in 2005, the centrifuge closed and later transformed into an event center named the Fuge. Today, the Fuge hosts corporate parties, banquets, and weddings. And for the final weekend of February, it has become home once again to Zolocon. For Star Wars collectors, the Zolocon weekend offers the opportunity to reconnect after a long winter. Members from the various regional collecting clubs meet up in person, tour the show together, celebrate in each other's finds and purchases, and catch up on where life has taken each of us since the last time all of us were in the same room. This is a Saturday filled with collector conversations, monumental purchases, rare prototypes, and a memorable group meal. This is a trip to a venue where one of my best and most special toy finds ever awaits. This is a return to Zolocon. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. travel out to Warminster, Pennsylvania, if you're interested in hearing more about the history of the show and the Fuge, please check out episode number 10 from 2019. It's titled Zolocon 2019 and the Lucas Relic Inside a Pennsylvania Centrifuge. And if you'd like to hear about some of my experiences at Zolocon in recent years, episode 81 covers the 2022 weekend, and episode 123 gives us a rare look into the Friday vendor setup, as well as the toy show itself from 2023. We have a lot to cover today, so I don't want to waste any time. 
You can ride with me, and I'll tell you a little more about the plans for the day on the way. Make sure to dress warmly, because a trip to Zolocon is always a cold one. And with that, the toy show season has officially begun. slightly cold and dreary, rainy Saturday morning in February. I just got on the road a little while ago. It's about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm heading back to Warminster, Pennsylvania to ZoloCon. So this is the first show that I've been to since December, um, which was December's ToyCon NJ show. That was a really interesting one. Uh, not not what I was expecting from the show. I really didn't know what to expect, but um, as I mentioned in the episode that I did that covered the ToyCon NJ show, I started to see a, a cultural shift in attendance and what types of people and collectors were coming, and, and it was uh, surprisingly younger people and families, and there were far less vintage toys. Um, so... We will see what happens today. Uh, Please excuse my wipers, but it is raining, so I have to do this every so often. Um, But um, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting show. Um, This is a nice one because for the first time in a little while, we're having a number of club members from the different various local clubs attend. I believe we have some people from the Empire State Club coming, of course. Uh, I will be representing. Um, we also have a few of the Pennsylvania Club people. I've reached out to some of the DC Club members and invited them. And then on top of it, um, we have the Northeast Club. Uh, some gentlemen from the Connecticut area that are, are coming down as well. So um, they'll be trekking this way, which is which is a, a pretty hefty drive for you know a lot of people. Um, fortunately for me, it's about an hour, so it's not too bad. But this is the first show I've been to since December, and it, it honestly feels like the first show I've been to in six months. This, uh, the, it, There's always this period. Usually it starts around November, and it goes until either uh, the middle of February or sometime in March. Usually Zolcon is the kickoff, but it's... It, it's, a, it's a pretty long wait <laughs> It certainly feels like it So I'm happy to be you know, going back to a show um, I was kind of you know, packing my bag last night And, and setting up and you know, getting everything I needed right? So snacks and money And um, bottles of water And gloves because it's going to be cold And they keep us waiting outside but it really, in a way, it kind of, I mentioned to a friend last night, it, it, it felt like Christmas Eve. And um, I've probably said that before on the podcast, but it, that's, that's the truth. And it's, it's nice to have that excitement after all these years. So I've been collecting since 2011. I've been going to shows, I believe, since either 2012 or 2013. I want to say 20, 2012. A new road layout was reported on John Sidgway. And um, I just... 
I, I love it, you know, and I, I remember those nights where it was really difficult to sleep the night before, and, you know, there's the anticipation and, and wanting to get there early enough so that you can check out everything, and um, I always get the early bird uh, pass, which is, it's a weekend pass. Um, as of right now, this year, it is $35. I believe it was the same as last year, uh, but if you order the pass online in advance, you get it uh, at a $5 discount. So, which, you know, $30 for two days isn't too bad. Um, I might go back with a friend tomorrow as well, too, or this might be it for me, which is fine. But I'm terribly excited and uh, terribly looking forward to uh, to another day, especially in the company of friends that I haven't gotten to see over the, the winter. I think the last time a number of us were together was um, at a friend's parents' home for a holiday kind of club meetup, and um, and that was really nice. But you know that's going back to before Christmas, so about two months have gone by now, um, almost two months to the day since Christmas, and you know this is uh, another another event, another kickoff. So here's to ZoloCon 2024. So as I mentioned, we're fortunate to have a few of the Northeast Club members join us today at ZoloCon, which is a rarity because of the distance, um, but I have to tell you, the Northeast Club travels, and they travel pretty well. And so today, I'll be joined by Gordy Owen, Rob Amatea, uh, Rob Meglio, and John Peck. And I'm looking forward to seeing all four of them. They're traveling together in the same car. And I, I believe they're going to give us uh, some updates from the road. So uh, let's check in with them and, and see how they're doing. Please welcome the Northeast Star Wars Collectors Club edition of Star Wars Prototypes. In production. All right. Uh, my name is John Peck. Uh, Rob Amatea. Gordy Owen, Rob Meglio. And we are on our way to ZoloCon. This is, what, February 24th? Uh, driving from Connecticut to Warminster, Pennsylvania. And David asked us to talk a little bit about ourselves and our maybe some of our finds over the years in the hobby. Uh, I got to say, out of all of us, Rob Amatea probably has some of the best finds. So we're going to start with Rob. Hey, David. Hey, Star Wars fans. <laughs> a little Jimmy Mac there. I don't know. What do you want me to say? I, I, okay, so over the years... Open cases. Yeah. Open cases, fine. With micro. Uh, Rob uh, is the micro expert, everyone. Rob Amatea. He's... Nah, micro sucks. Um, yeah, it was, had to be about 10 years now. 10 years ago. I, uh, I was on eBay. I found a guy who... I uh, was selling a sealed case of uh, micro um, play sets. So I contacted him, asked him about uh, you know, how much he wanted for it, and he wasn't sure. He wanted the auction to, to ride out. So we uh, we let it ride out. And, you know, whatever it ended at, you know, that's what I was able to buy the other cases from. He had uh, 
Bespin control rooms, Bespin freeze chambers, Death Star escapes were the three sets. Oh, and Hoth ion cannons. And, uh, you know, when the auction ended, that price is what I was able to buy everything else from them for. Um, and I think I ended up with about 10 cases when all was said and done. Um, it worked in my benefit. The guy listed everything wrong, so not many people saw the auction. So I didn't have a lot of competition to, uh, to win it. And, um, yeah, that was uh, one of the micro finds I've had over the years. And then you sent them out to get graded? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I sent uh, one case of each to AFA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they cracked open the uh, the cases there, and, and you graded the play sets. And, um, yeah, that, that was... Uh, that's, that's a nice find. It's very difficult, to definitely, especially nowadays, to find a seal case of something like that, that magnitude. Now, Gordy, I have to say... You don't think you have any significant finds, but no, one... I'm, uh, I'm hoping we're going to stop at this next rest stop, and I'm going to find some, like, uh, vintage carded mocks, because we ain't found I, I, I disagree with you, because you're involved... Not that you actually found it, but someone you know found it and contacted you when you were at Elephant's Trunk, the Star Wars bicycle. Oh, yeah. All right, so I, I define, like, a find a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. To me, a find is more like something that you found at a ridiculously good price. Yeah. Um, I definitely paid up for the bicycle. Bicycle's definitely a tough piece to find, um, but I definitely uh, bundled a few things together and, and paid a good price for it, probably right, right or just below market. Definitely cool. Still looking for the front plate on that to uh, complete it if anybody's holding. Please let me know. That what, was the. Uh, what year was that? Was that 1980? Okay. It has a Star Wars decorations on it. Uh, don't quote me on that. I could be off. I know it wasn't 78 or 79. The bicycle came out, you know, after. I think it came out while Empire was out. But it has like C3PO, R2D2, and the regular Star Wars like uh, stickers, but nothing. Um, Nothing Empire Strikes Back related. Okay. Yeah, I still need to clean that thing up. It looks nice, though, from what I've seen of it. I mean, it's in nice shape considering everything. Yeah, it doesn't look like it was um, used too much. And, like, the extra stickers, like, when you would peel the stickers off of, like, those um, those sticker sheets when we were kids, those extra, like, little borders that we would all, like, probably, mm -hmm. like, either throw away or peel off and try to make, like, a design out of them. The kid definitely did that on the bike, and I left those stickers on there just because it kind of reminded me of being a kid not knowing what to do with those extra little pieces of stickers. But, yeah, I guess that will be my story for today. Um, again, hoping this next rest stop has something even better. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you find, find some treasure in the toilet there. Behind, behind the coffee or something. Yeah. And we have – he's what we call the Padawan of the group, Rob Meglio. Uh Rob, do you have any fun stories over the years of collecting? Anything you want to add to this? Yeah, um, I think this isn't a fine. This was how I got introduced. Okay. Uh, Did this have anything to do with your dog and uh, the <laughs> weapon? Okay, so what happened, Mr. Meglio? Uh, so, um, basically, uh, let me think here. So, it was my introduction to the hobby uh, was through my dad. Mm -hmm. I had gotten rid of all my Power of the Force 2. And there's a package uh, at our door. He told me to open it. This was back in the eighth grade. And what uh, year would that case, be? Uh, 2004. It was a case of okay. beater um, vintage figures. Yep. So that is probably one of my 
fondest memories because that's how he got introdu- introduced. Yep. And then one of my uh, greatest uh, finds. There's this place in the East Village called Love Saves the Day. Okay. And it was an antique shop, and they had all this vintage Star Wars. And in high school, they were getting ready to close. And my dad said, uh, grab anything that you want in there. And they had a Tatooine skiff. Mm-hmm. And this was, I thought this was all the money in the world back then. $500 uh, with the box, inserts, yeah. and map. Okay. That's so, actually a bargain today, right? Yeah. And then later in collecting, one of my greatest finds was a loose AT-AT with all the stickers. None of them ripped. All right. So those are my... Uh, collecting nice. collecting moments. I like that you say because it's a very common theme a lot of this you have, you started off with loose beater figures. It's kind of there's something about like starting off like like that gradually learning more about the hobby than then kind of like building up I think. The gateway drug. Yeah. Yeah, you like it. You like these okay. Oh, well now I can get some weapons for them. Oh, well, now they have vehicles, they have playsets and you start, you know, researching. So that's I think that's really one of the most fun parts of the hobby. At least for me, like just learning the whole journey thing over the years. Uh, for myself, uh, possibly, I, I can't say I've had any like amazing finds over the years, but I did buy one thing. Uh, the infamous was the celebration to the uh, the Steve Denny proof sale. Yes. Okay, so we all knew, you know, proof cards are desirable. But uh, because I I like Lando from Empire that version, so it's going through all the. It's, you have to imagine a, a whole a hotel room full of uh, comic book long boxes just filled with proof cards, tons and tons. And so going through it, found one, bought it just because, like I said, I like Lando, so I bought it just for that reason, not looking at value or anything like that. So I had it in my collection for years. Uh, Matthias Rendell uh, released a book on proof cards, and the one for Empire, what's it called? The, the Chromalin Strikes Back. Strikes Back yeah. So I took some photos for it, and after taking the photos, I just kind of I had this thing for years, and it just kind of hit me like it's a 48 back, which is rare, and I didn't realize it didn't have a punch on it. Oh, at all? It doesn't have the punch, the tab on it. So that really, that's kind of like one of those finds I didn't realize. So that's uh, no punch on it whatsoever. So that's even, you know, more desirable than a normal proof card. So that's, for me, that would be uh, probably something I just stumbled on. Question about those, because I'm not, uh, I'm not I'm not super knowledgeable on proof cards. Um, were those punches, like, hand-stamped? Because I recently came across a mock-up Leia, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's almost shaped differently. It was definitely... Um... They are shaped differently, you're right. So it's... We, we, have, we have to ask Matias. Uh, David, get Matias on an episode. <laughs> Fly him in on your dime, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so for, for me, that would be it. And since we're going to Zolicon, uh, legendary... Star Wars dealer Mark Huckabone is going to be set up, and I still have a piece of my collection I got from uh, Mark at Atlantic City. So this is late '90s, maybe 1998 or so. Those are fun shows. So he has a proto-molded Rancor Keeper on the card, 
and I bought that from him at the show. And this is another member, uh, very large bootleg collector, uh, Joe Iglesias. But the first time I met him, we were talking at the Danbury Mall, actually, where we just picked up Gordy. Uh, we met up at a club meeting. We are talking about stuff we bought, and I said, uh, oh, yeah, I got that ranker keeper from Mark Hockman. He goes, oh, you bought that thing? That thing's horrendous. The card's all beat up. And, <laughs> and then uh, years later, hey, do you want to sell that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll leave you at that. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll definitely come back with more material, I'm sure, after the con. Okay, it's starting to rain a little heavier now. I'm trying not to use my wipers, but we'll see what happens. So, one of the things I've missed is connecting with collectors in person. And when we do, a lot of times we share stories. You know, we swap and trade these uh, these great, amazing find stories, or you know, we talk about our, our latest pickups. And you know, for each episode, I like to do something different when possible. And last night I came up with a a pretty fun idea. I wrote up eight questions and I paired them off into into groups. So I have um, I have A, B, C, and D. So A is uh, are two questions related to predictions. So I would be asking our friends what is a Star Wars prediction that they have for the year, and then what is a collecting related or collectibles related prediction that they have. The second one deals with purchases, and so in that set, for B, I have uh, what is a purchase that you'd like to make or something that you'd like to acquire before December of this year, before the year wraps up. And then another question would be, have you picked up anything in the past two months, you know, at the start of this year? And if not, um, is there... Is there a white whale or something that you are pursuing that maybe you're not even sure if it exists, but you would just love to add it to your collection and you would love for 2024 to be that year? The third one is a really fun one. Uh, it deals with Star Wars figures, the ones that we grew up with, the Kenner toys, which we just we love, right? I mean, they're so special. And so, very simple. What is your favorite Star Wars figure? And what is your least favorite Star Wars figure? And then maybe what is your favorite Star Wars toy or collectible? And it doesn't even have to be a a, a toy. You know, it could be any sort of collectible. But what is your favorite Star Wars collectible? And what is one that you don't like as much or maybe is overrated? And then the fourth set of questions. The first one is, what is a memorable toy show experience that you had over the years? And then the second one to go with that is who is somebody that you admire within our community? I, I really, I really like this question because I, I can't wait to hear what people say. I, I want to know who mentors are to our friends, you know, and, and who are the people that that others value because of their their kindness or their ability to connect. Um, Again, their, their mentorship. You know, we have a lot of people in our community who have guided us and helped us. Uh, there are other people who bring to light information and uncover things that we would never even know about. Um, and then there are people who are just really wonderful, great, connective people. 
I know I use that term a lot, connective, but I, I think that is one of the most important things in our hobby and in our community because long after we, you know, we stop caring about the toys and the collectibles, it, it's the people and the connections that we've made during these years. And, um, and these are, you know, these are really formative years for the, the next uh, few decades of our life, hopefully. And I know I've made some, some wonderful friendships along the way. Okay, so the question I always ask myself going into this is, what do I hope to find at ZoloCon? And the simple answer would be a vintage carded Kenner figure. I collect pretty much every figure, <laughs> and, uh, and my, my huge long-term goal is to get essentially uh, every carded figure on, on every uh, sub-back, sub if you will, like a 65A, BC, like that. And, uh, and I do that to just keep it really open, uh, to make it fun, and so that every, every pickup is just as important. So a 65A General Maydean would be just as important as, you know, a 12-back A Luke. And, um, but a, a dream, and sometimes it comes true, sometimes it doesn't, would be to pick up a, a modern Hasbro prototype. But, um, you know, th that's, that's a hope as well. I'm going through a tunnel now, so my wipers are going to be a little louder. Um, but, um, that's, so that, that's my, that's my aim. That's my pickup. If possible, if I could get a modern Hasbro Star Wars prototype, uh, of course that would be an absolute joy. And sometimes they do show up at ZoloCon. I, I've picked up a number of them over the past few years. And uh, some, some pretty good ones, too. So as, as fun as the pickup is, and it always is. I mean, anytime you can get something that, that's special or that, that, you know, especially marks the, the first toy show of the year, um, as great as that is, the fact that we're all going out to eat today and we're getting to hang out. So we're going to do lunch at a place that's a favorite of mine called Mission Barbecue. It's a third of a mile from the venue. Um, you could literally walk to it, which is great. Not in this rain, but... Um, Just being able to go out on an adventure like this makes it so worthwhile. Um, I can't, I can't wait to see everyone. I can't believe this is happening. It's one of those weird things. The drive is always strange, especially, um, you know, it, it's different if you're driving with, with other people there. This is such a short trip, um, but for me, it's, uh, it doesn't feel real until I, I step foot um, onto the fuge. So that's the day ahead. I never know how long I'll be there or uh, <laughs> where the day will take all of us, but I'm looking forward to it. So, as always, here's to ZoloCon 2024. Okay, I just arrived. It's a little after 8 o'clock. The line doesn't seem to be too long. Usually it's wrapped around the right side of the door and around the right side of the building, but it seems like it's... Um, too bad. So I'm hoping that once I start letting people in, uh, it'll take less than 15 minutes to go. It stopped raining, which is nice. It's cold, but not as frigid as it, as it was. Um, and uh, 
really just can't wait for us to get here. Um, I talked to a few people who were traveling in today. Looking forward to seeing them. Uh, just so I know they're heading here. And uh, about to run into Mark Ryan. Mark, how are you? Good. <laughs> how you doing? You too. How was it like in there? Um, it's dark. <laughs> like usually, okay. now, now there's a lot, of people? A, lot of, a lot of movement in there. Yeah, okay. you know, getting the final preparation. So, did you find anything last night? No, I just got here. I was in Louisiana all week for work. Okay, so I flew in, landed last night at nine, mm-hmm. and so I'm not even set up. I'm just helping Art. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm just running to the car. Hey, how you doing? Run to the car, grab something. I got a vinyl cape in the car for Art. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so. All right, we're starting off the, the morning right. Yeah. Good. See you soon. Hey, I'm finally inside. It's 8.50. It took longer than expected. It's freezing, but um, wow, there's a lot of stuff already. I'm really excited to be here. Okay, ZolaCon is much more crowded during the early bird than the September show. I, for the first time, I went upstairs first. I usually tour the... Um, the, uh, the main floor, for, but I, I decided to do something a little different, and I'm actually glad I went up there because it wasn't as crowded, but a lot of really nice vintage stuff so far, so still looking. Okay, um, while this is still fresh in my memory, I, I just want to uh, mention this. So last summer, uh, I went to Toys for the Ages Expo, and I had found almost a full set of the droids and Ewoks figures loose, and I got them for what I thought were fantastic prices and um, as I was driving up today my hope was to get a vintage carded Kenner figure and then to also uh, you know hopefully to find something like a, a Star Wars modern Star Wars prototype a Clone Wars piece and the Masters that was uh, really a pipe dream you know it's something that I just kind of always say and put out there and, and, you know, with the hopes of maybe finding one one day. Well, today was one of my best finds yet. Um, so I went to a, uh, a gentleman's table and he had a lot of G.I. Joe figures and, and other, other lines like that. And I looked in his cases and he had one prototype and it was a Clone Wars, I think it's 2009, 2008, 2009, uh, Count Dooku figure. Brown uh, and red plastic, um, no copyright dates on the feet uh, or legs, and um, and the figure came with all the accessories. Uh, it was priced really well, and then at the same time, um, the dealer was kind enough to give me an extra discount off of it. And this is a figure that I've been looking for in this exact color for seven years, and I, I've only seen maybe one or two of them out there. Um, and I, I have the hand-painted hard copy, and it, so this was just, a, for me, it was an incredible find. I cannot believe I, I have it. It's, it's in my backpack now currently, and um, I can't wait to add it to my collection. So, um, you know, the, the magic of, of ZoloCon continues. I am so thrilled. It's probably me, my, my best find that I've ever had here, and uh, one that I'll never forget. So here we go. So it's 11 o'clock. It's getting close to lunchtime. I'm hanging out with my buddy John Peck. John, what do you think of the show so far? 
Uh, it's the first time I've ever been to ZoloCon and so far. Really? Yeah, first time. Okay. It's always has something come up, like work or something, so finally got time off in advance. So, yeah, it's for vintage toys. It's amazing, the selection here. I'm sure you're aware of this, but we are standing in a cylindrical room. Yes. And in the center here, you have the... The uh, the no. arm essentially okay. that leads out to the capsule. Now I see. I did a little research for your podcast and look at the website. I got to explore more. You got to show me more of this place. But it's it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, really, NASA NASA had its astronauts train in this room, um, going at 175 miles an hour. And I'm glad that we can just kind of walk at a leisurely pace here. Um, so I have so I have two questions for you that okay. I wanted to ask. Yes. Um, the first one is. Um, what what is a memorable toy show moment for you? From any any toy show that you've been to, uh, I, I can tell you uh, one right now involving Rob Amantea, okay. uh, who's here also, a friend of ours. First time I met him was probably around 1990, and it's uh, Meriden, Connecticut, where Rob lives. It was a toy show. I was set up there as a dealer, and so was he. Didn't know each other. We just talked to each other, and he bought a. TIE Fighter Pilot coin from me from my childhood. I must have mailed away for it. Sold to one for $5. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've learned flipping very easily. I found out later he flipped that for 45 <laughs> So, uh, I, but you, you learn from these mistakes. Absolutely. And we laugh about it still to this day. That's, and so, so how long have you guys been friends? Yeah, so probably since 1990. Or maybe a little bit later, met him and then later on talked. So, yeah, so probably 30 years or so. Okay. I mean, something along those lines. And uh, who came in the car with you today? Uh, so it's Rob Amatea, Rob Meglio, and Gordy Owen. So, so after what, thirty years, you guys are still going to, to shows together. Yeah, and- Gordy's been in the hobby since uh, I want to say '95 when Power of the Force Two mm-hmm. came out. I believe that's when he started. Uh, Rob Meglio, actually, he's a lot younger than us. He's 34. But he knows of all these old toy dealers. I mean, he got into the hobby at a young age because his father would buy him stuff from eBay and, like, uh, you know, action toys. Yeah. He would buy his toys from action toys. Oh, so, wow. so he's young, but he has a lot of knowledge. He researches things and asks us questions about things of the past. So, yeah. So it, it, it was a fun ride up, and we all got to talk about the hobby on the way up. How how did you get connected to him, or how did he get connected to the uh, the Northeast Club? He, I believe, just a, a Facebook search for Star Wars clubs in Connecticut, and that came up, and that's how I found out about the group. Okay. And then my other question is, who is somebody within the community that you admire, uh, either a mentor or just somebody that you've gotten to know over the years, um, or just somebody you've connected with even recently? Uh, it's hard to just say one person. Sure. You know. I mean, so I, I it's if you were just going to throw a name out there, there are so I know I go through the same thing. There are okay. so many. That I, I will, I'll say one person just because uh, he really helped me like look at things long term because uh, a lot of a lot of us begin to collecting. We just kind of like impulse buy and mm-hmm. we want this figure. Okay, I need this Luke Jedi for my collection. Uh, well, it's missing the cape, but I want it now. No, that's you know what I mean. You kind of learn like, okay, and then I have to track down the cave, and you know, it's, it's, it's all work. Uh, Rob Johnson, if you're familiar with him, absolutely. Uh, he's from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I met him 
probably around 97 or so. Lives in California now. Lives in California now. Uh, he used to work at Toys R Us, and then uh, I got a job there temporarily at Toys R Us just for seasonal work mm-hmm. for extra money and we started talking and he got me like interested like I would ask questions I would see like in toy shop things about like proof cards like the unproduced power of the force ones that I didn't know much about at the time and he helped guide me into looking at the Star Wars collector's archive so that's that website what Gus has done is really and all the people who contribute like Ron Salvatore that really expanded my knowledge so I'd say Rob Johnson's one of the guys who really helped me kind of like think about it long term instead of like okay if you really want something don't just buy it to buy it curating more than just exactly okay. exactly yeah well, that's good and I know that um, you have a wonderful sense of humor and uh, and, and you sometimes uh, engage in pranks and stuff with people have you ever engaged in uh, any sort of pranks with uh, somebody like Rob uh, uh, Rob who? Which Rob? I know it was Rob a new- Johnson. You're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have. Uh, what, before this, uh, before I knew him, like I only knew like I'd be a customer, so I'd buy a Power of the Force two figures in the store, and I'd know him as someone who'd worked there. He was working at Toys R Us, at Toys R Us and he was a collector, and he would he'd ask me. This is hysterical. So do you remember when the, the the transition from like the Jawas and Greedo, for example, were on red cards first, and there was the transition to green cards? Yes. He saw me. He's like, "What are you looking for?" I said, "Looking for uh, the Jawas on the red card." He goes, "How much you want to pay?" I said, five dollars retail," and he just walked away. So uh, as a prank, um, some well, I don't know who did it. Someone called up and said. Um, he was doing backdoor deals, you know, for like Han and Tauntauns, <laughs> and uh, management had to have a conversation <laughs> with them. So, but yeah, things like that. So yeah, but all all like all in good fun. Wow, glad glad you have those stories, and glad you look up to someone like Rob. Rob is a great guy. We love him, and uh, it's cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, for answering oh, our yeah, questions no, no. and uh, for taking a walk around the convention with me. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm starving. I'm getting ready to, uh, to have some lunch at some point. Yes, ready for some pulled pork. <laughs> All right. I'm here with another uh, uh, Northeast collector, Rob Meglio. And, Rob, this is the first time that we're meeting in person, right? Yes, yes, it's yes. our first time meeting in person. But you've been on the podcast before, which is great. And uh, John was actually he was, he was talking about you and, uh, recently and, and saying that uh, you're a younger collector and that um, you have a real passion and love for it. I know from, from hearing yeah. you on the podcast and stuff, but it's great to finally meet you Yes, in it's great to finally meet you as well. Um, my family was collectors. My mother, um, rest in peace, she collected like ladros. And then my dad was into sports uh, memorabilia cards. And then when I was in the eighth grade, um, I got rid of all my Star Wars from the 90s. And then he gave me a box. I opened it, and it was a vinyl case of just oh, wow. of just the you know random figures. They were all beat up, and I wasn't interested in it at first. And then high school. I went to a, a different high school because I went to a private school. I didn't go to public. Get to the point. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anyone there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to collect this, and that's how I got into vintage toys. Okay. Well, so speaking of vintage toys, I have two questions for you. Um, 
The first one is what item would you like would you do you hope to purchase by December before the year's end? What would you like to get? Uh well I just got my vintage item. I don't know if you'd call it vintage. It's not Star Wars, uh, but it is Jurassic Park. I just got, I had it as a kid. I just got the uh, command compound. Oh, wow. Very with nice. the original box and everything. Yeah. So I hadn't had it in 20 years. Okay, so that was your goal for the year? You yeah. You got it back in January? Uh, I got it last week, actually. Okay, last week. Perfect. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. Is there, um, have you had any other recent pickups lately? Uh, yeah, mostly Jurassic Park. Um, a lot of Jurassic Park. Um, Star Wars. Um, I opened some of my prequel stuff that I had tucked away. Um, but, yeah, other than Star Wars, I'm not really buying. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly, I just sold my whole vintage collection. So, yeah. What is your um, What is your white whale? An item that you just, you hope to add to your collection one day if you can find it, you know. White whale. Um, I'll say for Star Wars, Probably the Naboo Royal Starship from Episode One. Okay, uh, that's that's a pretty pretty easy one. It's, it's yeah, out it's there. an easy one. Yeah, that is it is a beauty. Um, I think there was I want to say a hand painted hard copy uh, floating around out there for a while. I think it's in somebody's collection yeah. now. But that it's a it's a beautiful ship. Yeah. Um, do you want it? Are you somebody who collects it sealed in the box? Yeah, I collected sealed in the box. I have a mix. I have sealed and then stuff that I opened that I didn't get as a kid. So. Uh, but no, I have a mix of sealed and loose. Okay. And this is your first time to ZoloCon? This is my first time to ZoloCon. This is the largest convention I've been to. Yeah. Um, and yes, I would definitely come back next year. Um, what do you what What has stood out to you so far? What has stood out to you so far from the show? Uh, I just think the variety. I mean, so much vintage Star Wars. Um, you can easily put together a set of loose figures today if you had the, the money on you. Um, I was surprised to see a lot of Planet of the Apes. Uh, I just got into A-Team stuff, so they had some A-Team stuff as well. But yeah, great place for a Star Wars collector. Especially yeah. vintage. You and I were just, we were admiring. Uh, so our friend Chris has a Star Wars radio-controlled uh, Jawa Sandcrawler uh, for $13.50, which is a pretty solid price. It's in the box. Uh, not sealed, I don't think. It looks like it's sealed on one end, but, uh, but that would be a nice uh, piece of If you want to go back to White Whale about a decade ago, I had the radio controlled Jawa Sandcrawler with the box, had all the inserts, pamphlets, um, and it works. And I sold that. That was that's the white wheel out of everything I had. Even so, would you like to get that back now? Ah, uh, no. I took a picture of it before I sold it, but it was definitely it's definitely worth the piece to have in the collection. Yeah, understandable. Well, Rob, thank you so much. Yeah. The rest of your day here is nice, and of course, you're going to go out to eat with us, so it's going to be a great time. Yes. Okay, it is definitely getting crowded. It is way more crowded than it was in uh, September, um, but it's nice. It's just so nice to see people out again and nice to be at a show. We are walking up the creaky stairs now to go up to the second floor that usually has uh, a bunch of vendors. There are always some, some pretty good Star Wars items up here. Uh, there was a Luke Stormtrooper coin which I uh, for $40, which I think is a really good price. But uh, I'm about to show John and Rob some of the uh, computers and stuff up here that were part of the NASA program.
So this was an unexpected but heavily welcome surprise. I am standing here in the upper floor with my buddy, Sean Moynihan. Sean, how are you doing? What's up, man? So good to see you again. I'm so glad we get to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feels like toy show season is back in, in, in gear now. Um, so I had two questions for you. Uh, the first one is, what is your favorite vintage Kenner Star Wars action figure? Uh, favorite vintage figure has got to be Boba Fett. Why? Well, because I did, I, I was, I'm, I'm vintage enough myself to have been, uh, set, let's see, eight years old when, when during the, uh, the mailing campaign, and we mailed it in. I'm eight years old, right? So I drove my mom crazy every single day. For weeks, day. right? Like, for months. For like, months. She, she picked me up from school. I'd be like, did it come today? Did it come today? Did it come today? And, and, uh, and eventually, like, we both just, like, lost hope and just said, ah, I don't know if it's ever going to come. And then one day she picked me up from school and she's like, guess what came today? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> and she gives and she hands me the white mailer box and I was like, what? And, of course, I open it up and, of course, the, the final figure looked nothing like the Kit Bash version and I was like what the heck is this you know and the note to exchange it if you, you know so I, I think remember you're the experiencing first person, that first hand you're the first person I've ever heard that was really disappointed with the final version I was yeah. I was I was cause, well at first I was because it was like because I was what like nine years old yeah. and I was like you, you, you're told it's going to look like this and right. your and expectations are feature and, yeah. such that you know you think it's going to be exactly what you, what you see when you open it and it wasn't but it's still my favorite I just I love the aesthetic and um, a very close second is Chewbacca because like when you think about what they had to work with at the time and that sculpt yes is phenomenal yes. like still to, to this make day. him look hairy like that yes and to me honestly I think the blue eyes makes the whole figure yeah yes it does great point yeah it does that that is like that I think that's that might be the best sculpt okay of, of, the, of the vintage year yeah that, that's a that's a good one that's a pretty good one uh, yeah I, I agree with you that's well, definitely one it's of the tops there. it's up there what would be your least favorite Kenner action figure maybe 88 you know because there's, like, there's nothing to it you know or like a, like Klaatu there's very little you know? personality to somebody yeah, like an 88 like, like they're, they're, I, I, yeah I would I would go with those two like 88 or, or Klaatu 88 especially because it's like I don't Maybe it's me, but I, I did 88 really warrant an action figure, like a vintage Probably figure not. slot over like a Tarkin or, you know, or somebody like that, you know, like or an Ula. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? That's Come true. So. That, it, so he is one of the two figures, I believe, that was sculpted at... Um, at twice the size because he had, like the uh, the pistons on him you know, as a robot um, it was so delicate that I think they had to sculpt it at a larger size to get that all uh, right okay. but um, do you have a favorite non-toy collectible for Star Wars? So non, non, non-action figure. So it could be a playset, a vehicle, but just uh, not I love the I love the the Star Wars and Empire Burger King glasses. Are like I I I only have so much display space, but that's something. I, every time I reevaluate my display space, I go, well, I can't put that away. <laughs> you know, like those those two, like the, the Star Wars and Empire glasses are just like just gorgeous, and they take me back so much to like 
when I was little. That and, era and the excitement yeah. of going out to eat and all yeah. that. And there was nothing because there was nothing. Like yeah. when, when, like I was seven when, when A New Hope came out, and there was like very little like out there, and that was like that was one of the first things. And I had no idea. Like one day we're at the beach, we're, we're at Manasquan Beach, and my my grandfather's walking down. I have a very vivid memory. My grandfather walking down the beach with a with a Burger King bag, like a little Burger King bag in his hand. And I was like, that's weird, but okay. And he, and he comes up and he's like, here, he's like, here. And I was like, what is it? And I opened it up and it was the Luke glass. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, I was, I was like, my, my seven-year-old mind was like, alone. I was like, oh. I was like, are there more of these? Yeah. And of course, we had to go and... Is that your personal favorite one because it was the, the one that you got? Probably. Yeah. And the three, uh, the three PO and R2 one, too, is just, they're beautiful. Do you still have the original ones that you had as a child? No. I had, a, I replaced them around like 2001. Yeah. I replaced those. And you know what else? We used them as kids. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we used them back then. Lead tasted good. Absolutely. Exactly. Delicious. In the 70s. Yes. We didn't care. You know what's beautiful, too, is the um, the Burger Chef posters, which incorporates some of the same art, like the at least the same pose, like the 3PO and R2 yeah. pose. And like, they, I don't know if it was done by the same artist, but they look very similar. And th- those those posters are gorgeous, and they're still, to this day, they're still not not that expensive. No, no, they really never, yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, those are some those are some great favorites. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I'm so glad that we were able to connect like this on the top floor of, of the Centrifuge, uh, and it sounds like we're going to be doing uh, lunch together in a bit. Too. Sounds good, man. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks, brother. All right, so I am back with Teddy Bender for the first time since September? Yep, is that right? right. Okay, and um, I really met Teddy uh, through our mutual friend Sam Sams, uh, who's such a good guy, we love him, and uh, Sam, we we wish you could be here, Uh, definitely missing you, but but Teddy's holding it down here, he's got a great booth uh, of some really cool stuff. Um, some of the stuff that I love are the uh, the Ahsoka cards and like the the Rebels cards and stuff like that. Um, so I got two questions for you. Right. The first one is, um, what would you like to pick up for yourself for your collection before the end of the year? Before the end of the year, well, I am looking for the original Clone Wars vintage collection. The one that looks like that there, which I'm showing off the one that came out a couple of years ago. The Ahsoka? The Ahsoka. Okay. I have one. Condition's not so great. So you want one in better shape? Correct. The good news is, um, because they re-released the figure and it essentially looks the same, uh, the prices come, come down, down. Yep. a lot, so you could get a really nice one. And then, and then honestly, actually, I don't have one at all of another figure, Starkiller. Which came out around the same time. Yep. Uh, I every once in a while have had a few opportunities where I almost got the deal done and never got the deal done, and I think I might have missed a boat on that price price range. And now that that figure is going up significantly, but he also came back out again. I don't yes. have either of the figures. Okay. So I'll be looking for the the re-release as well. And it'd be nice to pair the re-release with the original exactly. as well. Yeah. He's, the, uh, something that just came to mind to me recently. He's actually my favorite Star Wars figure, even though he. He's not on a screen yet. Really? He's only, well, unless you count the movies in between The Force Unleashed. Are you talking about the character's design, like the way, you know, he looks, or is it more of like, like, did you play the video games? The video game. Okay. Yeah, it's Sam Whitmer. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, and it looks like Sam. It is him. It's him, yeah. 
Um, and uh, he is that whole storyline is one of my favorite story Star Wars storylines that there is. And then my second favorite storyline is Ahsoka's storyline. Oddly enough, both of them were Vader's apprentices. Oh yeah. I never thought about that until no, that's recently. Really good point. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and they were also the only two people to ever beat him. Okay, so you're going to have to get a nice TBC Vader and then pair <laughs> yep, Starkiller and Ahsoka yep. one next to another. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yep. Really nice. Um, my second question for you is um, what what is an item? Oh, have you had any pickups lately, like in the last two months for 2024? Big ones, you mean? or Just in general, like stuff for your collection? Um... Trying to think. The answer is probably no. Okay. The answer is probably no because I'm trying to be good, and um, I am working on trying to get a vintage '77 Series One tops box. Oh wow! Sealed? Sealed and one I can trust, which probably is going to have to be BCE wrapped. Okay. And you're talking probably at least twelve thousand dollars. Wow. So I'm trying to be good. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, so I my next my last question was going to really be, um, what is your white well, you know, the, the thing that you are just really hunting that you hope to even just find someday, but that's a, I mean, that's a pretty good one. If you can, I can find those, though, yeah. so, but, but they're just out of the price range. The Is thing, there a dream piece for you? Yeah, they're a dream piece. Well, I did recently pick up, uh, you know what, I guess I'm, I guess I should have answered your question, which was, I did recently pick up an Ahsoka foil uh, PSA 8 from 2008. So I don't know if that was in the last two months, but it's been recent. Actually, it was right before Christmas. The Ahsoka foil is what people have referred to as her rookie card Correct. from 2008, but there was a, uh, a foil edition, right? And it's, it was limited? It's a parallel, and there's only 205 of them, and those cards were made for kids. So we, you know, the collective of uh, you know, Council of Dorks kind of put a, put together a thought process that there's we be, we'd be surprised if there's more than 50 of them. And I did just get one in a PSA 8. I bought it from a guy who ended up with two of them. So it was in, in the group. So That's fantastic. Wow. All right. Congratulations. And it's nice that it's authenticated and graded yes, already, too. exactly. Good, yep. So. Yeah. Oh, well, it sounds like you might have gotten your white well. I got one. Yeah, I, you're probably right, yes. I still hunt, but, you know, I still hunt. I'm still hunting for, for, for loose one. You know, when you get the feel, you keep going, but... So that might be another thing to uh, to hunt for for this year to get a second one. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah. Uh, between you and Sam, I've learned a lot about uh, the, the Star Wars trading cards, which yeah. is awesome. So, yeah. and I hope you're able to land that box. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, the, the thought process is uh, May the fourth. I want to do a show where we where we open them on, on open some live. Never seen people really do it. So yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Something different. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Of course, the other white whale, I don't actively hunt it, but I'd love to see it. I don't even care if I have it, is a Filoni sketch of Ahsoka. Because you get his autograph, you get his drawing of Ahsoka, and they were in the 2008 top boxes, the 2009 wide vision Oh, so boxes. you're saying the sketch card. He sketches, he's an animator, he, sketched, he would sketch her and autograph her. The only thing I think we know is, is out there is Chopper, he did, for Rebels. But these, you're saying that these would come in packs? Correct. Oh, the same wow. packs as the Ahsoka Rookie would have Dave Filoni sketch of Ahsoka 
Watch, we don't even know if he, he did Ahsoka, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say he probably did. Absolutely. And then it's his autograph as well because he, the artist autographs. That's a perfect white whale, man. I hope you can find that because that would be incredible. <laughs> I think we're all looking for that. Yeah. I don't even care if I have it. Just to know. I just want to know it's out there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the best kind. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like once you find out that it exists and it's somewhere, yeah. it's like you can rest. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, how can I get it? <laughs> um, are you enjoying ZoloCon so far? Yeah, I love I love coming to these things. You know, it's uh, it's interesting to see where ups and downs are. People love hunting. Every every other every so much show, you get people who want to hunt for stuff, yeah. but you can only bring so much stuff. So yeah. I try to bring big stuff to these because people don't like getting that stuff shipped. And you brought some great stuff. Again, you have you have some TVC stuff. Yeah. You have a lot of box Clone Wars uh, vehicles, lightsabers. I love this one that you have here. It's the, uh, the Anakin dual, Skywalker. Yeah, the hard dual, to find. Really hard to find. Yeah. And this these ones down here are the red box that, that the boxes turn into play sets. Yes. The blue boxes do not. Oh, okay. So so these are these are the vehicle packs, and uh, it says it's a white box and it says uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars in red. And, the, and it's red here. They're the blue ones. They don't do this. See the bottom there? Yes. How it turns into so a... So it folds into a diorama, basically, correct. which is yeah, really cool. I can never say that word, so I try not to. No, that's okay. And then, <laughs> but then you can take the ship and put it inside of that yes. diorama. Yep. Really smart, creative way of, of, of doing something. Yeah, and giving giving kids and collectors like mm-hmm. something else to do with it. So great. Really cool. Yeah. Well, Teddy, I wish you the absolute Sorry, best. Man. And uh, yeah, and, and to our to our friend Sam, we just want to say, yeah. hey, we're, we're, we're praying thinking of you, you praying for you. We love you and uh, can't wait to see you. I don't know if I love him, but I'll pretend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm here with uh, a few of the Pennsylvania crew and uh, just hanging out with Vaughn Whisker and hanging out with my buddy. Renzi? Steven Renzi? No one calls me Steven. You say Steven, they're going to go, say Ooh. Steven? Yeah. I just Renzi. wanted you to announce your oh, name. Renzi, yeah, yeah, Renzi. Yes, Renzi. Um, Sergeant of Arms. Any repeats of the yeah. conservatory. Yeah, Sergeant of Arms. <laughs> Sergeant of Arms, Steven Renzi. He goes by Steven, ladies. Steven. Um, anyway, so I have two questions for you guys. Um, so what is, uh, what is something that you'd like to purchase before the end of the year? Tri-logo Chewbacca. Okay. Mint on card, tri-logo Chewbacca. And there was a dealer here, a friend, Art Lou, who had a whole bunch of tri-logos. Uh-huh, yeah. And what was he missing? A tri-logo Chewbacca, the glorious son of a bitch. So do you think you can get that by the end of December? Yeah, it's on eBay right now. I just haven't pulled the trigger. It's okay. a nice, I've been watching one. I just, you know. So bid it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you hear this, just, yeah. Um, okay, and then the second question for you there, Steve. Um, what... What is your white well? What is something that, or dream piece that you'd like to get, or like to find? She's about five six with a. <laughs> uh, my white well is is not. It's it's it's. I've been offered it. I just don't have the money for it. It's the uh, Regal Canada hand puppet. Okay. The Chewbacca. Regal. Yeah, that'd be nice. And um, how how tall is that? Uh, is it like four feet? No, that's the that's the oh, that's the, oh yeah, okay. this is the hand pump. Okay, gotcha. The hand pump, the regal hand pump, yeah. So this is on the order of rarity as far as like the Jawa, the Canadian Jawa. Yeah, up there. Um, there's a so I have the run of prototypes for the Action Master line. Um, Aaron Chagrin, if you're out there, I've been trying to get a hold of you. He has the two up. 
So they didn't do four ups for Action Masters, they did a two up. He has the two up with the Chewbacca. He sold me a lot of a run of prototypes years ago, and then I found another prototype at the show at Carlisle with you, remember? We went to lunch. So I have the, the run of the prototypes, but there's a two up. He has it, he offered to me, I didn't buy it time. I reached out to him, if you hear this message, reach out to me, I, I, got, I got Amazon walking around money. Like, I, I'll... I'll <laughs> I think Aaron listens, so okay. Yeah. All right. Aaron's your grin. We will make that happen. That's very cool. Okay, and then, uh, Vaughn, so um, what is a memorable toy show experience for you from, from any toy show? Oh, which, which celebration was it? So Steve and I were staying at the, at the Double Tree in Orlando because, you know, I'm a Hilton guy. 2017? Maybe, maybe. Yes. So I, I had gone back to the hotel early because I'm lame and old, and Steve stayed out, like, all night partying, and that, that might have been the, the Pennsylvania Putin night that where Bill Cave was riding Steve yeah. like a horse. Okay. But anyway, Steve walked back, photos. The, yes. walked back to the hotel, which is about half a mile from the convention center. I thought walked, there was a shortcut. <laughs> took a shortcut through the retention basin and literally tracked mud through the whole hotel all the way to our room. I wonder where that came from, but yeah. The best fun. story was I was so drunk. I didn't remember what room I went to, so I'm trying to like half drunk my way to the lobby going, it's under Whisker. Whisker, what room is Whisker in? I need my room. Like, you're like, sir, it's time of room Whisker's in. Whisker, Dr. Whisker, I need a room. I'm like, yeah. Never again. Just never again. And then on the way, and then the way back to the, to the Rosen Center the next day, we saw my tracks through the swamp. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so choose your roommates wisely. That's a very good memory. And then um, along the same lines, like, who is somebody within the collecting community that you admire that either has been a mentor to you or just a friend or someone that you you look up to? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, being in the Pennsylvania group for over 20 years, like, we're a pretty close-knit society. You know, there's the Bell Cables, the Mike DiStefano, Steven, like... You know, I have so many friends, and that's the only reason that I still come back to these things. You know, my collection is, you know, filled rooms, and, you know, I've done all that, and, and I have all this space, but, you know, it's really about the friendships and, and guys like this. So he's, he's pointing at Steve Renzi right now, and I, I think that works. He's a good have dude. a good time. <laughs> all right. Well, gentlemen. Uh, Not that good. <laughs> I think, I think we're going to be going out in, uh, in about 45 minutes to uh, a little Mission Barbecue, and we'll be eating away, so looking forward to it. All right, Cheers. thank you, guys. So one of the nice things about these meetups uh, is the ability to make friends very quickly, uh, and I just made a new friend from the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collectors Club, uh, Jerry Boshane. and me. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Nice and, to meet you uh, as well. You, did you come along with um, with Steve and with Vaughn? Oh no, we didn't come together. We we met up here. Okay. This is there's so many of us here today. It's almost like an impromptu Pennsylvania meeting. Really? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I actually, I um, a couple days ago, I put up just a, a thing in the group like, who's all going? And like at least ten or twelve different guys chimed up that they were going. I said, like, whoa, that's fantastic. You know, we should, we gotta get together and have lunch or something. You know? It's it's a great 
great hub because we have people who came in from the Northeast Club, uh, some Empire State guys. Um, we have people coming in from, from places like New Jersey as well, Pennsylvania. And I even I reached out to the D.C. Club as well, too, just to see if they would join us. But just to have that kind of turnout and have it be you know the first meetup of the year is really nice. Yeah. Um, so I got two questions for you. Um, who, who is your favorite Star Wars action figure, Kenner action figure? Oh, that's easy. My absolute favorite for all time is the Emperor's Royal Guard. Why? I just, when I was a kid, just watching Return of the Jedi for the first time and those red, you know, to my mind, stormtroopers, but red, right. came walking down that ramp and my... You, know, you, you can't see me doing the, the head exploding gesture on the podcast, but that's what it was like. That, but as that, a kid, you, just yeah. like what? And when the figure came out, I just thought he was the coolest, most mysterious thing. It was one of the first times where they actually started using cloth as opposed to the plastic case. Yes. And he was just, just the so. The design of cool. the helmet was really cool. I would say the design of the helmet, that and the biker scout, are next to uh, Boba Fett as, as some of the most iconic right. and really sleek designs. And he's actually like, it's funny, as collectors, a lot of us, we jab each other about vintage collector, modern collector. And I mostly have a modern collection because of, you know, they're mostly better sculpts, they're mostly more affordable. He's one of the exceptions in my collection. It's a vintage Royal Guard. Oh, wow. Even though most of my collection, because he fits in, he looks yeah. good. You know, he, he's got the cloth, and it, that's just like one of the top tier of the aesthetics of the vintage line for me. So yeah. even though most of my collection is modern, you'll, you'll notice my Royal Guard is vintage. And that that Kenner version has really stayed as like one of the, like they, they haven't really done too much to uh, to improve on it because right. it's been so good from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you can sculpt a plastic cape with a lot of folds in it or whatnot, right. but just that that felt cape and the way it hangs, it's just perfect. Yeah. It's, it's like, when... Many, many years ago, when the idea first occurred to me of going back and collecting, that was like one of the first things I sought out. So I think I only paid like seven bucks for my vintage loose Royal Guard because it was before, you know, collecting exploded, you know. I don't even know what he goes for now, but like... That's one Much that more. Yeah. I have a couple modern ones, but that vintage one will—he'll never leave my collection while I'm alive. What's your um, What's your favorite modern figure? Ooh, um, that's a tough one because there's so many different lines and scales. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that means there's one that stands out to you. Maybe not favorite of all time, but just one that stands out. I um, I think for me, one that really stands out was the um, Jedi Temple Guard mm-hmm. in the Rebels line. Yes, because. For one, I mean, it's just an awesome design. But two, the fact that they actually made it, it I really like it when they they make obscure background characters where, you know, he walks across the screen and you're like, that guy would make an awesome figure. They'll never make it. And then they do. So he's one in that sense. Like, he he really stands out to me as an awesome design that you would think they would never made, and then they did. Yeah. Like, that's why he's hard to get. You're right. It's a great design. The fact that he has a double-bladed lightsaber. like And it's yellow. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a standout for me, for sure. He looks animated, you know, to fit the Rebels line, but he also looks like he could fit in with your other yeah. modern, uh, realistic lines as well, too. So, Okay, uh, do you have a least favorite Kenner figure? A vintage Kenner? Least favorite. Um, I probably... Um, I would go maybe the big head Han. 
I think he's just goofy looking. Like I prefer the small proportions of the small head on. I'm not sure either one of them is like right, yeah. but I, I I think the big head one is just goofy looking. I think we're missing that definitive Han. Uh, that maybe came later in like the Han Trench where mm-hmm. he looks more like Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely see the progress that they made as when the line first started they didn't think it was gonna be anything. But yeah, like yeah, I think I always thought that one was goofy looking. Yeah, personally. And right, and even even the Han Bespin one that they did for Empire, that was a, a, a much better upgrade than the first two that we got. So um, so you prefer the small head Han over the, the large head Han? Yeah, personally. I do too. Okay. All right. Well, Jerry, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and I'm so glad that we're going to go out to eat and we're going to hang out and, uh, and you know do all this stuff as a, uh, as a as a club and a community now. Yep. So cool. Nice um, meeting you as well. Pleasure. And I, is this your first time going to Zolacom? Yeah, it's been on my radar for years, but this is the first time I've actually made it work. So I'm glad to be here. You're enjoying it so far? Yeah, definitely. Good. Have you picked up anything? Yeah, I did. I got um, well, I bought the the VIP ticket that got me the Mythic Legions exclusive uh, Zolo crossover and then I picked up a figure from their table because I, I collect a lot of different lines not just Star Wars Yeah. so uh, yeah, I picked up a few things nice to get in a little early too so you can get through that line because that yeah. line's been pretty packed all day yeah so. yeah definitely fantastic alright well here's to the rest of the weekend yep about 12.40 and I'm standing here with Rob Meglio and Gordy Owen and uh, Gordy you just had a uh, you just purchased something and it's a monumental piece and as soon as I saw it I, I had a feeling what it was but I'm glad you confirmed it. What do you have? So this guy David Quinn does this podcast and it featured this uh, store called the Toy Department and it's uh, it's really unfair because they end up making me spend all my money but uh, yeah the, the Toy Department is owned by our friend Chris Neal and um, it's based in Cincinnati, and a lot of times, uh, you know, he, Kenner, former Kenner employees, and and um, and you know, toy creators and 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 designers will come in and will will sell stuff or collectors that have stuff. Um, and so he always gets good things. So you got a really good piece, and it, it fits your collection. So what is it? So it's a a walrus man. I don't want to say Panda Baba and make all the old school guys mad. A walrus man first shot that I've uh, been after for a while. I actually seen it in the case from one of the pictures on on the uh, podcast, and I've been meaning to reach out to this gentleman to see if he'd be a little bit um, flexible on the price. So when um, when you say walrus men first shot... Um, can you describe it? Is it is are there differences in it compared to a production figure? Gotcha. Good, great question. I was actually comparing it to a production figure because I've never had one in my hand before. The eyes are completely different um, size and paint color. Mm-hmm. The orange and the blue, the orange on the torso and the blue on the uh, limbs, uh, slightly different. Um, as most uh, vintage um, first shots, no COO or a date stamp. Right, so there's no copyright markings on the leg at all. Um, it is similarly colored to a production figure. Like, somebody who maybe is looking at it quickly could get parts of it confused with a production one. Absolutely. Actually, the, the, the owner of the store, Chris, was telling me when this came into his shop, it came in with a hammerhead, a Greedo, and also a blue snaggletooth. He did not realize that the blue snaggletooth was a pre-production figure and it ended up on a shelf and he sold it at a regular 
like price. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. How long ago was that? Do you know? Uh, I think you said about two years ago. Oh, yeah. that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Okay. Well, for except for one person. Yes. Right? Yes. That that person's very happy now. But anyway, very happy that he was at this show. He's far from home. Wasn't expecting to see it. And um, and why did you pick up the Walrus? Oh, great question. So I've been working on my ultimate, my long-term goal is to get one of each of the uh, Cantina first shots and proof cards. So that would be? Hammerhead, uh, Walrus Man, Snaggletooth, and um, Greedo. Now the Snaggletooth, I think there's only one or two known first shot red Snaggletooths, so I'll probably have to settle for a blue if I get to that point. Okay, you don't uh, have to settle. At, the, <laughs> at this point, I'm halfway there. I've got a Hammerhead first shot and proof card, and now a um, Walrus Man first card. First shot and proof card. So super excited. Good day at the toy show. Here. That is really incredible. That's awesome. Okay, and I have two questions for you. Um, so pick a letter from A to D. B. B. Okay. Um, what is what is something that you hope to purchase before the end of the year? Oh, uh, one more piece in this run. So maybe a proof card or first shot of either Snaggletooth or Greedo. Okay. And you'll take red or blue Snaggletooth? You'll well, settle for blue. Probably blue. Red's probably going to be out of the uh, price range. Okay. And then um, is there anything else that you've picked up recently? Ooh, what have I picked up recently? Um, Vintage, modern? Yeah, a bunch of modern prototypes. Uh, really? Yeah. I'll have to tell you about the uh, those later. Um I'll, I'll mention one piece now, and then I'll kind of, like, uh, send you some pictures later on. But uh, first shot, 12-inch Watto. Wow. Very, wow, very nice. Okay. Oh, we'll have to talk. That's awesome. That's a great pickup. Um, is there, what is your white whale? What is your, your dream piece? I already have so many pieces I thought I'd never own. I don't think I have a dream piece. Uh, I'm just happy I get to spend money on toys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe a red snaggletooth first shot? I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay. But congrats on, on, on picking up this amazing vintage first shot uh, to really, you know, getting halfway through to your your, uh, your goal of getting all the Cantina aliens in first shot and proof card form. And then congratulations on your modern pickups. As a, as a fellow modern prototype collector, I cannot wait to, uh, to hear more about yeah, it. Modern's so. fun. Modern's fun. But tell everybody that it's garbage so we don't have competition. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Congrats. Thanks, Dave. I'm hanging out with the legendary Rob Amatea. And, uh, Rob, I have two questions for you. Yes. Well, first of all, how are you enjoying ZoloCon so far? I'm enjoying it. And yeah. you, you just recently added to your modern uh, Star Wars <laughs> run, correct? Yeah, yeah. I Would picked you... up two battle packs for my buddy Ralph, who's in North Carolina. Okay. And what does Ralph do with these battle packs that, that are dead mint and beautiful? Dead mint. He has me open them and send him just the figures <laughs> and throw away the packaging. You're a very good friend. It makes me cry. <laughs> all right. So here's question number one. Um, what is a toy show memory, a memorable toy show moment that you've had? through the years? Uh, the first Cincinnati Toy Show, I went out there, um, saw Steve Denny again. I haven't seen him in years. I saw him the night before. He showed up the next day. I saw him at the Toy Show, and he had some unproduced micro that he found that he had put aside for me. So this is the 1982 micro collection? Yes. Oh, that's my card. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a 1982 micro collection. Well, it would have been the unproduced line from 83. Okay. And so, what, what types of, do you know the characters or the figures? Yeah, he had uh, Ralph Parthawampa, 
a couple test paints for the production line, which are in different colors, a painted 2-1-B from the unproduced back to chamber, I think there were a few other ones, uh, unpainted Ugnot, but he saw me the day before, remembered that he had these put aside for me, and brought them to the show, so. And now that you're a modern collector, apparently, by your <laughs> yeah, back, yeah. that wouldn't have interested you much, right? Oh, no, no, who needs that crap? So, okay, that's, that's a very cool story. <laughs> and then, um... Who is somebody within our collecting community that you admire? I'm going to have to go right back to Steve Denny. I mean, that that guy, if it wasn't for him doing all his dumpster diving, not a lot of the pre-production we'd have. So, you know, you got to give it to Steve for doing the hunt back when nobody really cared. Yeah. And and digging around and, and making contacts and, you know, going to flea markets and finding long boxes of proof cards, you know, that... He kept forever and eventually made a mint on. Absolutely, but it's it's people like Steve who who in a way showed us what to do or what was possible yeah. or what what existed. And, he, and you're right, he salvaged and saved so much mm-hmm. of what otherwise would have been discarded. Oh, absolutely, away. absolutely. Yeah, he's a great guy. And then final question: How excited are you for lunch? Very excited. <laughs> Very excited. I'm starving. Okay, I think we're going in a few minutes. So. Yeah, I, I got up at five o'clock this morning, so all I had was a bagel. Ready to roll. <laughs> Ready okay. to roll. Okay. All right. Well, we have to search for some more uh, modern Star Wars prototypes for <laughs> for Rob's collection now. Oh, well, these aren't prototypes. That would be, that'd be different figures, if yes. this was prototypes yes. <laughs> for Ralph's collection. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Okay. It's almost lunchtime. I'm hanging out with Art Lou and Mark Ryan, who have tables next to one another. Mark, you are helping our friend. Yes, I'm, hu- I'm helping Mark Huckabone and Art Lou. Are you keeping uh, Huckabone in check and, and, and corral? I mean, basically, I'm doing all the work, and he's not doing anything, which is typical <laughs> of anybody that knows him. We love Mark. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I have two questions for you. Uh, the first one is, what is your favorite Star Wars vintage Kenner figure? Uh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, why'd you have to ask me that question? I like. Uh, what are we what are we looking at? I don't know. Uh, I, oh, R, I like R five D four. Why? I just think he's an odd robot, and I just think it's a the color. I think it's a color scheme. I think the, most of the, most of the figures are boring. Let's be honest. Most of Star Wars figures are boring. <laughs> I don't think I like what you're saying. Um, okay, and what is your least favorite Kenner figure? Um, 8D8. He's, he's the epitome of boring. Believe it or not, you're the second person today to say that. Yes, I mean, it's just... It's so boring. Yeah. But I'd have to go with that one. <laughs> Art, do you have a favorite uh, Star Wars figure? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Not at all? Art doesn't like Star Wars. Art, Art loves Star Wars. No, he doesn't. Okay, and then um, do you have a favorite non... A favorite Star Wars collectible that's a non-figure? So, vehicle, uh, it could be anything. Um, I think the Jawa Sandcrawler because... I never got my, my parents never bought vehicles for anything that I had like in Star Wars G.I. Joe's when, he, when they bought them so I didn't buy a, the vehicle so I was an adult and I didn't get the Jawa crawler until I was like 43 
So that that was probably my favorite one. Okay. Congrats on finally getting yeah. it. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> Are you enjoying ZoloCon so far? I am. I mean, other than having to work. Doing all the work for Mark. All the work. And plus he owes me money. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's just a normal day here yeah, at Zolocon. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that the uh, the weekend is good for the both of you and, and for Mark as well, too. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what... Have you picked up anything? Have I, what have I picked up? Oh, I picked up... Oh, no. Um, I bought nothing from Zolo, but just recently, like, for my personal collection, I'm one carded figure away from having all the carded uh, Knickerbocker Lord of the Rings. I just need the black charger. I don't know if you saw my post. I got all of them carded now, but that one. That's a tough one. Yeah, so... I have a friend uh, named Brian, Brian Emery, who uh, who just... Oh, yeah. He just finished his uh, his run, but yeah. really difficult. It takes years. I have them loose. Yeah. I, I, I carded I them? Carded, yeah, just that one. And that one's going to probably cost me a, probably a couple grand. <laughs> Are you planning on picking it up this year, or is that something for down the road? No, if I see it, I'll buy it. Like, it, that's, um, that's a no-brainer. That'll be, I'll definitely buy it. But. All right, I'll see if I can help you out then. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll put the network out there. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, well, good luck uh, this weekend. How much of this stuff, is any of this stuff yours, or are you just hanging no, out? No, I just flew in from Louisiana. I was there for work all week, and I didn't get in until 9 o'clock last night, so I was like, I'm just going to come sit and hang out. So then me and Art are going to go eat a little Asian food together. Perfect. <laughs> You're in good company with Art, so this is, this is perfect. <laughs> Look at him. He, I mean, he's got his hair down. He's like a. He looks like a skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai skates. Samurai skates. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank All right, you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, we just finished lunch. Uh, we went to um, the uh, to Mission Barbecue, and it was. Really nice. Had a little opportunity to just sit with everybody. Um, I would say there's probably anywhere from about 15 to 20 of us that went. Maybe even more. Had a nice group, nice turnout. Uh, just put a whole bunch of tables together and sat. And then um, toward the end of the meal, um, John, Pack, and a bunch of the guys uh, brought out a, a cake with um, with the Ahsoka symbol in orange on top of it. And... Um, uh, gave it to uh, Ed Nagy and, and me. Um, the two of us uh, just celebrated our, our birthdays recently, and so it was a nice, um, nice kind of uh, club gesture. Just really, really nice of the guys. Um, anyway, great time so far. It is freezing out here. I'm going to go back inside and just see if there's uh, anything else in there, and just hang out with the guys for a bit. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank you. So Ed Nagy, <laughs> we're back at Chris Neal's booth, of course, um, and you just had another amazing find, another amazing pickup. What did you pick up? Uh, I believe a first shot hammerhead. You know it's a fake, right? I hope not. <laughs> no, but that's that's very cool. Why did you pick this one up? I just think the um, the colors. Uh, it's very early, you know, part of the first 12, first 21, and how often do you see a first shot come up at a show? It's incredible. Yeah, and, it's, and our friend Gordy picked up the yeah, walrus mask. That makes so. us uh, brothers in some absolutely. You know? Do you know, is there anything different on this? I believe the uh, the brown is a little darker. Yeah, and the blue and, is. And the blue is more of a turquoise uh, color, more towards a, like okay. a blue-green aqua color. And it has no copyrights on the... Yeah, back. yeah, no dates. Nope. Amazing. No weapon, though. So. But that's all right. 
weapon's okay. Who cares? But that it looks beautiful, and you're right. You can even see it's different. He should throw in a production figure. There's a, a production hammerhead right here. Chris. Hi. Is that his name, Chris? Yeah, Chris. You can take it out of the case. I was going to put it in part of the deal. Oh, you're stealing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> I, I understand that. That's cool. Appreciate it, but thank you. Well, so there you go. That's now you awesome. got the production and the first shot. Came over, you see the blues. Yeah, you can see yep. mm -hmm. There's definitely a difference. And even in, I mean, it could be the lighting, but even in the um, the browns of the body and the, yeah, you know, yeah. the limbs. Yeah, this is like uh, more darker and that's more, more reddish. Yeah. yeah. I like Congratulations. How Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, do you mind if I just take this and put it in my backpack for a little while? Sure. Okay. I'm just going to run out of my car. Bring it to my house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, congratulations. That was it. Was this um, something that you had seen earlier and thought about, or was this kind of like you just uh, saw more, it now? More of an impulse. An impulse buy. Yeah, yeah. I had no intentions of coming here picking up a first shot. It was your birthday, so yes, it's a nice, birthday. nice okay. early birthday late, present. Late, yes, birthday, so, late, yes. late birthday gift. Happy, uh, happy belated birthday to you. you. That's that's well, fantastic. Thank um, you. It's a, that's honestly, it's a great. I used to, and I still do. Uh, a lot of times, I'll buy pieces to mark birthdays, yeah. and I think this is a nice one to mark oh, the definitely. first toy show of the year and to mark your birthday. So, thank congrats. You. Thank you, sir. Is there anything else you'd like to get for a run like this? Uh, at this price, no. <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Yeah. understandable. I'm going to ask you two questions. Yes. Um, so pick a pick a letter from A to D. A, B, C, or D? C. C, okay. What is your favorite Star Wars action figure? Favorite Star Wars action figure? Darth Vader. Why? I just it's just a medicine character, you know. Everybody's you know it's got hair and this and that. He's just got the helmet, the cape. You know, he doesn't need any paint or anything to. Um, no, just what do you think of the sculpt for it? I think it's awesome. Beautiful, right? Yeah. Okay. Killer, killer. Um, and now your least favorite. Star least favorite. Least favorite. Some friends are gonna hate me, but it'll probably be like any one of the Ewoks. Just say Boba Fett, just make everybody mad. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so any particular Ewok or just all? No, I, they, listen, they're all great figures in, in their own. I'm just saying, know. like, a, a least interesting figure for you. Maybe not, not, a, not a bad one. Well, actually, you know what? Probably if, like, if, like the, the last, probably a TIE fighter, uh, the twin pod. Cloud car pilot? Pod, pod, yes. Pod pilot, yes. Looks like an ice cream cone. Yeah, he's yeah. just, there's, there's nothing come, jumps at you when you look at that figure. You, you, if you're a completist, you get it. If I wasn't a completist, I wouldn't bother. I have to say though, I like the the soft yellow and the um, the gargles. I can't, I can't get past the gargles. I, I understand. The yeah. Star Wars gargles. Yeah. You know, like you went skiing. But there's but there's something about it. It's, it's, still, it's still unique in its own way. And it's very you know? 70s, very right. cool that way, very yeah. early 80s. But um, this is this is a fantastic pickup. Um, I always get excited to see my friends and people that I've gone through this, you know, this collecting journey with get these amazing pieces, mile marker pieces. Um, I remember that even with um, with your uh, your Anakin when you picked up your Anakin, yes. and you picked up other ones like that. So, uh, and and my gosh, that Power of the Force two Millennium Falcon, right? Yes. I mean, that just beautiful pieces. So this is another one I'd put up there, and I'm, man, I'm just thrilled. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be a, a centerpiece in my uh, cabinet. Can't Wait to see it. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank All you right. again. 
Okay, it's 4.35 and I've walked out of the venue. It's actually really nice and sunny now. Uh, it's warmed up a little bit, which is great. And, um, but it, it's nice to have the sun come out. This was such a special day. Uh, it's funny, with these trips, we never know. I never know what time I'll leave. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend yesterday and he said, he asked me how long I was going to stay. And I said, I could be home by two o'clock and I could be home by 10 o'clock. I just never know. Um, but this was the perfect time. We stayed basically until uh, the show closed. Um, and a whole group of us stayed. It was just nice. We were standing outside and, um, <laughs> and a few of the guys were just running around and laughing and just nice to see. Um, but, you know, as you've heard, like, we had some amazing pickups today. I, I really, you know, I'd wanted, I was hoping to be able to call this episode Amazing Finds because um, it's always special, you know, when you have those moments. And I think we had a number of them today. Uh, I, I truly, when I say I have my, my best pickup um, that happened at ZoloCon and it happened, or even just as far as toy shows, this was one of my best pickups ever. I'm so thankful to have it. Just got into my car, and uh, I'm going to be heading out now, so I don't have much of a drive, maybe about an hour or so in front of me, but this was such a blessing. It was so nice to see everybody again, even just getting to sit at lunch. Um, I had wanted to record some stuff at lunch, but we were just all, you know, sitting around and, and talking, and and um, the time went by really quickly, but uh, it, was, it was just nice. Uh, Pete LaRose joined us as well. And he usually isn't able to come out to lunch with us, you know, if he has, uh, if he's set up at a table. And this time he wasn't, so he joined us. We had people from the Pennsylvania Club, um, the Northeast Club, the Empire State Club. Um, gosh, I, I don't even know. But we just, we had so many people and, and everyone seemed to really gel. And uh, it's just, I think it's one of my most favorite times that I've had at a toy show that I can remember and I'm just so thankful for it. So that was the, um, the first one to kick off the toy show season for 2024. We did it in style. And now Count Dooku and I will be driving home. It's about 5.30, um, not too far from home. The sun is starting to set now, uh, and it, it'll be down probably within the next 20 minutes or so. Um, but it's just, it's been a very fast and, and peaceful ride. I have lost my voice. I think it's a mixture from standing outside in the cold this morning for about a half hour. And then um, also just walking around and, and talking to people uh, in, a, in crowded environments today and probably uh, using my voice a little more than I, I should have. Uh, but it was such an enjoyable show. It's really... I can't remember coming away from a show in a long time feeling like this. And it's not, it's not about, you know, any sort of pickups or anything. Um, now, picking up a Clone Wars Count Dooku first shot 
is uh, really something that I don't think I'll ever see again. I mean, that was just one of those moments where it was exactly the thing I was looking for in exactly the colors um, that I had seen in, in photos or that a friend of mine have, has had. And, you know, one that I just wanted to own and then to find it, to find it for a very good price um, was, you know, was just incredible. But, but that's not... That's not the feeling that I'm coming away with today. It was a perfect blend. And, and sometimes, you know, if I'm being really honest, uh, it, it's hard because recording moments can sometimes get in the way of living in those moments. And then sometimes when you're living in those moments, you just forget to, to record or to capture those. And I felt like today was that perfect balance where I was able to in, really enjoy every moment and get to really connect with people. Um, I, I saw people I haven't seen in maybe, you know, at, le- at least a few months, if not a year. Um, and then I, I saw people uh, that I, or I met people that I've never met before and didn't know previously and just kind of, you know, added new friends um, <laughs> to the, to the group and, and, um, you know, just getting to know people like that on a different level was really special. Um, I guess going into this too, you know, when you're away from toy shows or even meetups and stuff for a few months, you can kind of forget what they're like. You remember little bits and pieces, of course, but um, it's, it's easy to forget how connective and, and how important they are. And, and this is, you know, it's just, it's, it's perfect. Um, so it was, it was really special, um, something I wouldn't have traded for the world. And um, I'm just happy to have been a part of it, happy to have been able to do this, happy you know, to have someone like Michael Zolzoro put a show on like this, happy to have friends that I, you know, I can call, I've called friends for years, and I can call you know, dear friends today that I met because I'm a Star Wars fan. And because I loved the, you know, the toys as a child and then started to collect them as an adult. And, um, and besides that too, without, without sounding corny, like the, the love that I felt, the love and connection and friendship that I felt from, from our friends today, uh, is overwhelming and immense in the best possible way. You know, having having those one-on-one moments, you know, where you can really kind of catch up in a deeper way. Um, walking around the show with with friends at times, different friends, you know, and, and getting to see which items interest them, or talking about what's going on in their lives. Sitting with a whole group of people at lunch, you know, and, and discussing things like what life is, was like working in the city or, um, you know, things that we miss about the city, things that we don't miss, you know, different moments like that. Um, it's very, they're very special. And, uh, and when you put all of that together and then the kindness of friends as well too. And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, our friends surprised Ed Nagy and myself with, uh, with a birthday cake with, an Ahsoka image on it, <laughs> which yeah, as a Star Wars fan and just as, as a person, like, I mean, that just, that just touched my heart. Like that was the, it was such a, a kind, wonderful gesture and I was completely overwhelmed and bowled over by it. And, um, 
So it's nice. You know, there are, there are moments like this that, especially to, to kick off the toy show season, it was just a great way of doing so. Um, and I was able to show friends that had never been to Zolocon before the building and how it was essentially a NASA training center for astronauts like Buzz Aldrin, which still, I mean, that still shocks me every time I think about that. You know, that we're, this place for us is a convention hall, essentially, an expo center for, for our collectibles and our hobbies and toys, but it, it, there's a genuine piece of history there. And it's, it's fascinating to think of what it was used for, you know, what it's used for now. But the fact that there are so many remnants that were left there purposefully um, to celebrate it. And so it's, uh, it's all, all of this is to say it's very special. And again, I'm happy I took the ride out to Warminster, Pennsylvania. Happy to have become a collector all those years ago and to get to know all these other collectors, um, thankful, you know, for, for friends, uh, from the different clubs, Empire State, Northeast Club, Pennsylvania Club, and, um, and all of the other clubs that we have that are, you know, in this region. I can't tell you how many times during the day, friends would come up to me and would show me what they just purchased. And, it was so varied. You know, again, we had some friends pick up some, some vintage Kenner first shots, which is amazing. But then we had, you know, modern toys and, and Star Wars and non-Star Wars stuff and, you know, big pickups and small pickups, like ranging from, you know, $5 into the thousands. And each one was really exciting. And it was exciting because there's usually, you know, a, a reason for, for that pickup and what it meant to them. And... I just, I, I can't tell you uh, how joyful it was to be back. So I'm approaching my exit, and I'm not too far from home now. Um, I can't believe I'm home already. It went by really fast. In fact, the day went by really fast. But, um, gosh, just what a, what a joy. So if you're able to attend club meetups, I would say please do. I, I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody that I can recall who has attended a club meetup and said, well, this definitely isn't for me. <laughs> These people are too nice. It's too connective. I am learning too much about Star Wars. I'm meeting too many people, uh, you know, my age and with my interests. And, and, and that's really what it is. All this is to say, it's, uh, it just, it's, it's a very worthwhile thing. So if you're able to, to be a part of a club, I, that's the most important thing, you know, where um, people meet regularly and you, you can really build bonds. And if you're able to go out to these toy shows, I've met so many people at toy shows that are now longtime dear friends of mine. And um, gosh, I, the, the relationships that have come from that, I mean, I just, uh, you know, it's just amazing. So anyway, I am home. I am pulling up my driveway. Happy to be home. I'm tired. I want to have a nice warm cup of tea so I can ease my throat a little bit and, <laughs> and save it for tomorrow. I might be going back tomorrow or I might not, but, um, but anyway, uh, wonderful day. Um, I thank God for everything because uh, it just, I, I, I just feel like this has just been an absolute blessing and, uh, and I know it, it is a blessing and it's, it's a blessing of everything. Um, I prayed before I 
before I went today and, and I, I prayed that I would have some sort of special find. You know, there's some days where you just, you need a little bump, right, to know that, hey, you're kind of heading in the right direction and um, to find the exact piece that I've been looking for for seven years um, in the midst of what was, you know, essentially otherwise G.I. Joe stuff. Um, it, it just it just felt like it had my name on it in a, in a very uh, humbling and special way. So, um, and I know that that exists for everybody. So um, it's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. Grasp it when you can. Um, okay, so here's to, here's to life being crazy and amazing and wonderful. Here's to toy shows and Star Wars collecting clubs and meetups and all that fun stuff. And um, I, I hope to, uh, to experience uh, a show or a meetup or something, some event with you.